Welcome to the Mamas of Midlife Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and the topic for this week is how thought work helped our marriage with Brandon. Hey, Mamas of Midlife, welcome back to another week of the podcast. I know that there are some of you that are new to listening to the podcast, so welcome. And to those of you that have been with me for a while, thank you for continuing to listen. If you have not yet reviewed and rated this podcast, I would greatly appreciate if you would do that. All you have to do is on the Apple Podcast app is slide down to the bottom and there's a rate and review section. And all you have to do is rate it. And then if you would like, you could give a review. It'd probably take you a couple minutes. So if you'd be willing to do that, that would be awesome. Okay, on to the topic for this week. I have a very special guest. Actually, a really, really special guest because my husband is here with me on the podcast. I thought it would be really great to interview him and so you could get his thoughts about thought work because that's something that I talk about quite a bit on the podcast. So I'd like to welcome my husband, Brandon. Hello, Brandon. Hello. It's an honor to be here on Mamas and Midlife podcast. <laughs> so Brandon, if you would introduce yourself and tell us a little about you, what you do, or what you like to do in your free time, or whatever you'd like to tell us about yourself. Sure. Well, I'm married to an amazing woman and have four wonderful children. And as it relates to me, um, I've had a career doing fraud investigations, mostly with the federal government, and absolutely love my career. I find it very uh, challenging and interesting. And it keeps my, uh, no one day is the same. Um, and then as far as a hobby, uh, really enjoy uh, college sports, college football in particular. And over the years, we've kind of developed a hobby as a family that I really enjoy is seeing different college campuses and uh, different football stadiums. And, and uh, most recently, this past spring break, we were in Knoxville and saw University of Tennessee and then also down in Auburn. Alabama and saw Auburn University. Yeah, that has been a really fun thing that we have done together. And I think we really look forward to going to a college football game that's going to be in person. Hopefully this fall, there'll be at least one that we can attend. Hopefully. We were able to get one last year with uh, limited capacity, but mm -hmm. we were able to get tickets and it was Really good game, and BYU won, so it was great. <laughs> yes, we saw BYU and Houston play last fall, and that was really fun. Okay, so Brandon, do you want to share a little bit about how you and I met? I'd love to. Um, so it was in uh, junior high, actually, kind of creepy, but Lisa was one of the cute cheerleaders, was a year older than me, and I remember seeing her walk around campus thinking, wow, there's a cheerleader. <laughs> and then we actually met at more, um, oh boy, was it going into my junior year, your senior year in high school, uh, our uh, church congregation, our ward or our congregation uh, realigned and we ended up attending the same church service and got to know each other there and our whole dating story and breaking up story is quite a story. It depends on how much you want to know. <laughs> how much do you want to tell? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. It makes for a little comedy, but Lisa, our first dating experience was actually Lisa 
was on a date with my brother and I double dated and took a, a, a friend and that was our first dating experience. And then going into my junior year is when I actually asked Lisa on a first date and I knew that she may have kind of liked my brother. So I called him, he was away at college and I called him and said, Hey, um, I'm thinking of asking Lisa to homecoming. Do you care? And do you like her? And he said, no, no, please do. I, I don't want her uh, thinking something's going on here. And so I asked her to homecoming and we had a great homecoming and lived happily ever after. <laughs> the end, huh? The end. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I guess kind of a continuation of our story, when we decided that we wanted to get married, um, you knew about me and my background before marrying me. Did that have concerns for you? No, but it should have. Yeah. And I guess just to give for those that haven't heard my story, I did a podcast earlier um, in last year, uh, my story of healing. I grew up with parents that had addictions and other things that impacted me in my growing up. And I thought once I moved away from home that those things would no longer impact me, but they definitely did. And I brought them into marriage. And so that's probably why Brandon's saying that he didn't have concerns, but maybe he should have. So I don't know if you want to expand on that a little bit. Well, you don't know what you don't know. And you didn't know what your issues were. And you're so young. I was so young and I didn't know what my issues were uh, my, from the way I was raised and some of the deficiencies I had. Um, so we kind of went on this journey together once we were married of figuring out uh, how we were strengths to each other and also in some instances where you know we, we mostly complemented each other but there are some instances where um, you know our childhoods and, and how how we were raised um, and who we were I guess led complicated things as well in our marriage. Yeah so I'm going to have you talk a little bit about that in a second but before I do we'll start with the good. <laughs> so <laughs> things what were things that you viewed as good in our marriage? over the years? Uh, well, I've always viewed us as being best friends and always enjoyed being with each other and having fun times together and supporting each other through different ups and downs and, and different struggle, career struggles or uh, struggles raising children or struggles with family and, and just always being a support for each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with the best friend part. I mean, we it's the type of thing if he needs to run to the grocery store or I do like, Hey, you want to come with me? Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll come along and just, or even when the kids were younger, Hey, I need to go drop off this kid that this place want to come with me. And so it really has always been kind of a best friend kind of thing. And let's hang out together when we can. So I agree. So now what are the, what are some of the things that you view it as some of the struggles that we've encountered in our marriage? I would say the primary ones that kind of present challenges, at least statistically what they say in, in most marriages, is uh, financial and intimacy. And when you say intimacy, are you meaning like sex? Yeah, just yeah. sex, our sex life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know if you... I, I would agree with that as well. The financial concerns and some of the, the insecurities that I had around money and also not understanding the, not understanding 
the component of, of sex in our marriage and the impact that that had. And I did share a little bit about that, or that was a topic that I covered with Amanda Louder a few podcasts ago related to sex and marriage. The stuff that I talked about with Amanda on that podcast, those types of issues were what I ended up working on in our marriage. But it definitely, definitely caused some some struggles, you'd say. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Nothing else you want to expand upon about that? Uh, well, I, I can expand upon it. Um, from First off, from the financial perspective, uh, mostly uh, Lisa, for, for the edification of your audience, was a stay-at-home mom and... For the most part, I you know I earn decent money, at least at well enough to provide for the family and keep her at home. Uh, but because again, some of the issues that were rooted in her childhood and insecurities, uh, different experiences she had, it seemed like there was never enough. And it was never from oh I, I need more material items. It was just more I needed more security. I need, you know, we need to be debt free and have the house paid off. And it put immense pressure on me because, you know, it takes years, many years, usually for most people to be debt free, especially to pay off your mortgage and be completely debt free. And on the intimacy side, um, you know, just we're busy, you're busy raising four children and in, in the sex life, you uh, at times it became a chore and which probably ties into your podcast of how you thought about it. And also my role in it is how I thought about it and the way I responded to you that kind of helped this vicious cycle of, of um, having sex being a, a chore for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that you brought up the, the thought work piece and we are going to get into this in a second, but the thought work piece for me, but also for you that both of us, the way that we were showing up and the way we thought about it really did cause um, did cause some problems and some conflict at times, for sure, related to our sexual relationship. Yeah, some uh, moments of feeling disconnected. Probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's let's go ahead and kind of tie in that piece, which is the topic of the podcast of how thought work really has improved our marriage. So first of all, if you could just explain a little bit about what you understand thought work to be and like what it is. Well, seeing that, uh, just not that I've been a, a student of it, but I know that uh, you and one of our daughters are big fans of the thought work and these coaching models, just understanding that life in general is, is just factual and it's circumstances and how we um feel about it is largely based on uh, our thoughts and our perceptions of, of how we're thinking about a particular situation that we're dealing with. So yeah, we have situations in life that are facts, and then we have thoughts about those situations. And as Brandon said, then that impacts how we feel, and it impacts how we show up or how we behave. So for me, this was impacting our marriage in these couple of areas and other areas at different times. So, Brandon, what I was hoping you could share is how has me learning and applying thought work improved things in our marriage? It's helped improve it, uh, but like, again, in these two areas, financial and intimacy, and some of it was, again, my thought work and how I thought about things in the, 
in our relationship, I, the unhealthy part was we were, we were too enmeshed and uh, my deficiencies, I felt probably felt like I had to be your savior. I had to be needed. And, and you embraced that role of having, having me feel that, fill that role. And as you started working on thought work, it also helped me to work on my thought work and realize that your mood um, issues that you may have had, or if you, you know, had a little fit about something that I could let you take ownership and I didn't always have to run to the rescue to fix you. And I didn't have to own your feelings or own yeah, what what you're going through. And it's okay to let you sit there and stew and throw your little tantrum, I guess, emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I agree with that. He learned, he was able to learn how to kind of stay out of my, I guess my hula hoop. And I had to learn how to kind of own it. I had to learn how to own my thoughts, own my emotions. I was responsible for that and that I didn't need to go to him to help me fix it or to yeah, to fix what was going on for me. Obviously, we still come together when there's things that we need to resolve with the two of us. Or I definitely go to him if I need to kind of talk through something. But I've learned not to go to him to fix whatever's going on for me. Brandon, I don't know if you had any specific situations come to mind of like what this looked like? Uh, just on, on the finance, um, it, you know, it used to be maybe, you know, any, any, if there was anything that an unexpected larger expense or uh, was incurred, or if we plan, I planned a trip that we were taking, it was a moment of fretting. Where's the, where, how are we going to cover this? Where's it going to come from? How are we going to be able to pay off the credit card? That was kind of the, the norm. And over the past few years with the thought work now, it's uh, not you're you're more neutral and thinking about finances and, and money and realizing that, um, you know, there's adequate and, and um, it's, it's just part of life, I guess. Yeah, money, money is a situation, right? It's just a, it's just a fact thing. And then the way that I thought about it and then the way I, the feelings that that brought up, that was what probably brought in a lot of struggles for us was my thoughts about it. And then the way I behaved, which was how I would interact with you related to it. And so, yeah, over the years, I have been able to look at money, which again, is a situation. It's not anything that that has weight. It's just, it just is. But I've been able to practice new thoughts about it. And so has that how has that impacted our relationship with me being able to be a little bit more neutral about money? Uh, it's nice. It's nice not having uh, the drama about it. And it's also I'm in the, in the moments if there is, you know, no one's perfect. And maybe there still is an occasional, I don't say slip up or an occasional old uh, behavior and, you know, maybe I, I'm not quite as defensive as I used to be as well. Mm, so. That's true. Okay. Any other thing that you want to share related to the thoughts and how it has improved things in our marriage? Um, well, just on the intimacy and, and sex life, it's just nice to have a wife showing up and you know wanting wanting to experience that versus 
it feeling like a chore because, you know, as a husband, you, you read that and you um, see where your spouse is coming or you can feel where your spouse is at. And, you know, I guess no one wants to be a, a pity party. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's nice to, you know, have that a more consistent um, experience, enjoyable experience in life. Yeah. And I think the way that I have showed up instead of viewing it, which was totally impacting my desire, instead of viewing it as a chore or uh, this is my wifely duty, it was more, I want to connect with you. And this is one way, one way in our marriage that we could connect. And that that's made a big difference for sure in how I have showed up and probably how you showed up as well, because I've kind of changed my thoughts about it. Mm-hmm, for sure. And uh, and I think as key, you said it was one way connect in marriage. And I think maybe the old way of thinking was, your thinking was that was the only way I was wanting to connect, but it was, it was only one of the ways to connect, but a big way. Yeah. And if that's, if that's missing or adequate, then, you know, you start feeling disconnected. Totally. Absolutely. So, uh, just a follow-up question to that. How do you personally apply what you know about thought work for yourself now that you've learned this work a little bit more? Probably don't apply it as much as I could, uh, but I've been able, you know, some one, one of the stressors um, in our marriage has, has been my uh, career changes over the years and moves that the families uh, occurred, and a lot of that has been my own deficiencies in, in thinking as far as, oh, I'm not appreciated or the work that I do is not appreciated. Maybe maybe I'm recognized as doing a good job, but uh, you know for this various reason or something that what I'm doing isn't important to my employer, so time to move on. And uh, learning over the years and, and understanding thought work uh, has helped me and I kind of come up with, hey, if I'm enjoying what I'm doing 80% of the time, then the the other 20% of the time, it's it, it doesn't necessarily have to be enjoyable. And also, not personalizing things at work of, you know, they don't appreciate what I'm doing or what I'm doing is not important to them. To this is just the way it is. This is the culture here, or this is a necessary administrative thing that everyone has to do, and it doesn't mean they don't value what I'm doing. It's just you know, it just, it just is and go through the process and, and do what's necessary so I can continue, continue doing the part of the job that I thrive and enjoy doing. Yeah. And it's really, I, I have seen that shift with you in your work of being able to, yeah, I guess being more content would be the way that I would describe it because you've been able to look at the, at the work situation differently. And so it has um, affected how you've shown up and just probably your overall satisfaction. Yeah, for sure. And also, um, I think I take, uh, while I very much am invested in what I do, but it, it's not as personal as it used to be. It's just, you know, because for my company or my employer, it's it's a metric. And in the end, they're just measuring output. And I'm able to view it a little more objectively. And it's, it's a metric. And if they choose that, hey, we want to close this investigation down or we shouldn't pursue this investigation or, you know, it's too small. And rather than, you know, uh, maybe give a good good defense of my position. And once they've made their decision, it's it's fine. It's their choice. And I'll just move on to what they want me to. Mm-hmm. So as we wrap up, um, what 
what do you think would be helpful for other people to know about thought work or are there any other like closing thoughts that you would like to share with um, the mamas of midlife? Sure. In Proverbs 23, 7, uh, we find it says, for as he thinketh in his, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that's so true. You know, if you think that you're a loser, you're a bum, uh, your wife's horrible or you're horrible, then you are, or at least in your mind you are. But if you're thinking um, you're great, you're amazing, life's great, then it is or it will be, or at least in your mind it will be. So, and that's all that really matters is, um, you know, how you perceive things. All right. So I love this discussion. It's so fun to hear your thoughts about this, especially as you've observed it with me and the changes that I've made and also just the way that it's impacted you. And I, I appreciate you, Brandon, being willing to do this podcast with me and being my special guest today. So thank you. No problem. All right, Mamas in Midlife, um, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for joining us. And I will see you next week on the podcast. Mm-hmm.